Hello and welcome to the Journeys to Wellness podcast with Luke and Jane. I'm a nutritionist and Jane is a psychologist and in this show we talk about tools and different things to help support you in your journeys to wellness. We talk a lot about obviously psychological tools, nutrition, things to support our mental and physical health. In this episode we talk about self-compassion which is a really powerful therapeutic tool for helping us to support ourselves with challenges we might be going through, to connect with ourselves, to create a good relationship with ourselves essentially and kind of we talk about this and get more into it in the episode but like being that good friend or that person that you need even you might wish they're there kind of connecting to that in yourself and this is something that Jane and I have both found really powerful in our lives. We talk about some examples and give some really good advice. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And Jane, could you talk a little bit about self-compassion and maybe why it, to begin, like why it's important or why should we care about self-compassion to begin with? Yes, I, it, it's such a cool topic and really excited to talk about it today because it's just needed more and more and more. And self-compassion, the concept of self-compassion was first developed by Dr. Kristen Neff, who did a lot of studies around self-compassion and what it, what it meant and what we do, how, how can we be self-compassionate. And basically the, the meaning, the basic meaning of self-compassion is threefold. It is, it's got three elements. One of them is kindness to ourselves, speaking to ourselves as we would speak to a really good friend. And the other aspect of self-compassion is mindfulness, which is just being aware, just being aware in the present moment of where we are in the moment and it's kind of a grounding thing where we can ground ourselves and then be kind to ourselves and the third element is common humanity which is so i can i'll give you an example of what i mean by these three elements and what self-compassion is and so let's say you've had a difficult situation let's say or let's say I've had a difficult situation and I've made a cake and it was a flop. I've made the cake before and it was perfect. And then I've made this cake. I've spent $20 on ingredients, let's say, because it was a very special cake and it was a total disaster. And I can't remember what I did wrong. I'm sure I followed the recipe word for word. So the old me, before I was self-compassionate, would have beaten myself up. I would have gone, oh my God, what, you idiot, why didn't you, what have you, surely you didn't, you must kind of read it properly. Oh, you're useless, you can't even cook a cake. Last time you did it, it was fine. And so often our minds are just so cruel and mean. And... So self-compassion, the three components of self-compassion. The first one, mindfulness, being mindfully aware. Ah, I'm noticing, I'm here in this moment. 
my cake hasn't risen and I'm beginning to feel these really self-critical thoughts, judgments coming in. And so then the next component, which is kindness, would be speaking to myself like I would speak to a really good friend, which would be something like, oh, hun, oh, that's tough. That's really annoying, isn't it, when you've spent all that money and you've got family coming over and they're due in 10 minutes' time and it just hasn't risen that must be so tough. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is, It's really hard. But, you know, you're allowed to feel really sad. And also, but you did your best. You did your best. You were in a hurry. Maybe you did miss a step. But we all miss steps sometimes. And that brings in the common humanity. Pretty much you ask any person who's baked a cake and they would have a flop every now and then. Mm. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means I had a flop and maybe I was rushing and maybe I did put the wrong ingredients in. Maybe I thought I put the raising agent in, but it wasn't. Maybe it was salt. Who knows? And we all make these mistakes, so that's okay. So the the purpose of really of the example is just to give you the concept of growth mindset that we can learn from our mistakes. That just because I, the cake was a flop, I'm not a bad baker. Next time I do it, I can learn from my mistakes and go, okay, next time I'm not going to rush. I'm going to have all the ingredients laid out in front of me. And I'm just going to do it really calmly. I'll put on some beautiful, calm music and maybe even do a little grounding meditation beforehand and see how it goes then. Beautiful. I think that's so important. And yeah, remembering that making mistakes is part of learning and that we all have to go through things that are sometimes uncomfortable. And that's like our brain and body's way of learning and it happens to everyone like you say the common humanity yes and one of my favorite acronyms as my clients will tell you is the word fail and the word fail does not mean i'm a failure it simply means frequent attempts in learning yeah and then when i can go oh okay i've learned something from this And we can extrapolate it out even to something, some behavior maybe that we're not proud of. Maybe Dr. Kristen Neff, who, as I said, she developed this whole concept of self-compassion. Since she did that, there's been thousands of studies all around the world that have proven that self-compassion is really, really important. And in fact, we need more of this in the world. But another example she uses, she, she freely admits that she has had anger issues as a, a growing up and as a child, maybe even as a, a young person or a teenager, and even as an adult. And so she talks about one situation in her book where she's 
I think she and her son are at a performance, some sort of performance, and her son is autistic, and so he was really restless and was making noises, and the lady in front had these two little daughters, I think, and they were perfect and just sitting calmly and quietly, and her son, Rowan, was making noises and getting anxious, and finally the lady turned around and said, could you make your child be quiet, please? And Kristen said she just lost it. She was just really angry. She's done a lot of work on her anger, but this, the way the woman was aggressive with her, and she said she absolutely ripped the woman a new one, you might say. And then afterwards, <clears throat> I can't remember whether she actually apologized to the woman, but afterwards she gave herself some self-compassion, and she said it, the self-compassion didn't excuse the behavior because she acknowledged she shouldn't have really been so aggressive with this woman. So <clears throat> it doesn't mean, I guess, <clears throat> pardon me, that self-compassion lets you off behavior. It's simply she spoke to herself kindly in saying that was a really tough situation and that woman was really rude and... And she was thinking, how would she speak to a friend? And she <clears throat> she said she would probably say, what would you learn from this for next time? And I can't remember exactly what she would have learned, but maybe using the stop strategy before opening her mouth or not even, not even acknowledging the woman for a moment, just giving herself some space. And... And... And, and that's part of the mindfulness aspect of it. Noticing I'm really angry. The anger match is lit. Do I let it drop and fall on the gasoline and explode? Or if I'm mindful and I'm breathing, I'm going to remember much more readily to use something like the stop strategy. Stop. Freeze. Do not react. Take a breath. Take another breath. Observe what's happening inside me. I'm really angry. What, observe what's happening outside me. This lady's really winding me up. <clears throat> She's not being fair. But I can proceed carefully. I can proceed mindfully and with caution. <clears throat> and, and so there's so many aspects to this. And I think... Yeah, she, she's, she really emphasizes that she wasn't letting herself off the hook. She didn't like how she was in that moment, but she was also kind to herself. And using the common humanity approach, telling herself, look, a lot of people do this, but it doesn't excuse it. And, and people, that, people that do best from this can learn from this and... Mm use these tools and strategies so that next time something like that happens I can be a lot calmer <clears throat> yeah I really like <clears throat> talking about as well how you mentioned talking to yourself like you'd talk to a friend and that kind of reflection so maybe if something happens you get angry or you do something that you maybe regret or you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe something bad happens, like you can't bake a cake properly, whatever it is. I really like that reflection of, yeah, like what would you say to a friend in that situation? And 
kind of saying that to yourself and being your own good friend or your own good coach or your own therapist or whatever kind of thing you want to imagine there but giving yourself that much needed kind of care and I think it really creates this place of growth and obviously the research shows that as well but like if we just keep beating ourselves up like if Kristen Neff was like oh I'm so stupid why I always get angry oh man I do this all the time like and continuing to get angry at yourself which is just building in those patterns in your brain um rather than doing that like that's not going to lead to change but actually being observant being mindful talking to yourself like a friend and being like yeah wow lots of people would do that obviously it doesn't excuse that we're not giving you a free pass to act crazy but (laughs) using that to reflect and in that reflection we can learn and we can maybe decide to act differently next time and as we become more mindful it becomes easier to act differently because we're actually being aware we're un, like unhooking from our thoughts and conditioning and we can consciously choose what we're doing rather than just acting on autopilot absolutely and one really nice tool around mindfulness that can help in those anger moments is when we're really really angry noticing the soles of our feet and Mm. feeling the soles of our feet on the ground and really almost aggressively doing it with but very consciously not aggressively I guess but you can be mindfully aggressive in your head going I'm focusing on the soles of my feet right now I'm really angry and I I don't want to yell at that lady but oh but I'm focusing on the soles of my feet I can feel the tingling in the soles of my feet. I'm noticing my hands. I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm really present in this moment. I'm here in this room. Oh, and then that reminds us, okay, I can breathe. I can do some deep breathing. And that's helping when we start doing our breathing, activating our rest and relax, our calm response or our parasympathetic nervous system and it's going to calm us down and it will definitely help us respond in a much healthier way than just reacting in a very very angry way yeah so yeah like creating that space Mm. that that breath that awareness in the body bringing ourselves right into the present moment giving ourselves the ability to make a choice and in that moment that's that's the growth that's the undoing of our conditioning or the if we well i always act this way and that's the beginning of changing that story really and kind of moving towards the life that you want to be living like what sort of person you want to be and i guess that's another part of self-compassion and talking to yourself like a friend like what how what sort of person do you want to be can be a reflection as well like um do i want to be the sort of person that has angry outbursts or do i want to be the sort of person that when i sometimes do i'm compassionate to myself and giving myself permission like no one's perfect we all might do these things but kind of (laughs) working towards that and maybe in time you are that person that i've done the work on myself and i can say 
that's what I used to be like. I'm not like that anymore. But yeah, I guess just reminding people it's a process and we, we always talk about this. Like we can't expect to be perfect straight away. Start if you've never practiced self-compassion before, you can't expect to be a master at it straight away. And I know like we've both been practicing it for many years and I'm sure Kristen Neff has been practicing it for a very long time and the fact that she's the one that kind of created this, um, I don't know, is, is it a form of kind of therapy or just well, this kind of concept, I guess? She developed the self-compassion scale, and yeah. <clears throat> which is a, a proper clinical scale. She doesn't call herself a therapist, she, but using self-compassion is very therapeutic. Right. And there is, there's a therapy called compassion-focused therapy that was developed by an English therapist called Dr. Paul Gilbert. And uh, Kristen Neff and him and Christopher Germer work quite closely together, I believe. Yeah. But... It's not so much a therapy, but they run retreats. They run mindful self-compassion retreats at the Center for Mindful Self-Compassion. They're now all online. A lot of them are online, so people from around the world have done them. And I think, yeah, so it is a very lovely therapeutic tool. And I think just exactly what you said, Luke, that often, so if we take my cake example, um, and it was this lovely chocolate cake, um and if i beat myself up about it which i would have done in the past uh you know as you say i'm not going to learn anything i'm just going to go down a rabbit hole and i'll probably give up cooking or i'll just be anxious when i cook yeah and i'll probably still do it in a hurry i won't learn anything i'll just be not liking myself and thinking oh god oh, i'm never going to offer to make anything again yeah. i can't do this <clears throat> Whereas being kind, and Kristen even says things, and it might sound a bit cheesy, but hey, if you're listening, you can try this. Saying things like, oh, I love you. I love you, Jane. To yourself, I love you, Jane. It's okay. You've got this. It's okay. It, it really doesn't matter. Mm. And you'll be able to do it next time. It'll work out. Don't you worry. And... Who needs to be the best baker in the world anyway? All these nice things that you'd say to a friend or to a beloved child, let's say. You'd just put your arm around them and just say, Oh, darling, I really care about this. It's okay. And it it does sound a bit cheesy, but it really, really works. Mm. And yeah, especially at first that might sound cheesy, but I guess as you practice it like I noticed for me yeah like years ago I would have been like oh I'd never speak to myself like that like I'm too tough or I'm too whatever belief you have but like give it a try and like notice how your body feels yeah like our bodies really listen and respond to kindness and we can give that to ourselves obviously it's amazing to have supportive friends or family or a partner that can support you but we don't always have that and even if we do have that they're not always going to be around they're not always going to be in a mood where they can offer support maybe they're going through something too 
and we can really kind of be that person for ourselves and yeah I really <laughs> recommend giving it a try yeah the research is there I've found it very powerful in my own life as well very transformative well, and that's a really good point Luke and Kristen Neff talks a lot about that in her book Fierce Self-Compassion that we can be that wise person that we always wanted in our lives where were they when we really needed support and love and validation and and when we really really validate ourselves we can we can then change for the better we can have better lives when we feel really seen and heard by self-compassion by validating ourselves in that moment we can all have better happier lives yeah and it's just so powerful yeah i think that sums it all up so beautifully and <clears throat> i'd like to put it out there for if anyone's listening as well um, Jane's got some great meditations on her insight timer page if you're wanting like a guided practice to kind of help you get into this and I'll link those in the show notes below this episode if you want to give that a try and so I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the journeys to wellness podcast if you're enjoying listening to the show if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes you're able to leave a review if you can leave a review that's incredibly helpful for us it helps to kind of promote our show and the algorithms and reach new people and we also just love to hear your feedback if you do it on the iTunes app you're able to leave a little text review we love to hear those or if you want to share your experience or send either of us a message both of our um, social medias are linked below as well and we love to hear from you it's really inspiring hearing people's stories that have listened to the podcast and applied the tools and yeah people have really transformed their lives it's really really cool to hear so yeah it's awesome to be a part of this journey with all of you see you again soon